Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known as the mayor around these parts, your mayor of PHNX. And this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, I'm joined by my vice mayor, uh, my friend, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, how are you, sir? I, Jesse, I am good. I am good because even though we're locked out, and I know people can't see it, but I'm throwing the lockout season graphic up just for just to remind <laughs> Jesse and myself that it's lockout season. Uh, but it doesn't mean that we still don't have transactions happening, Jesse. I know that they might not be the type of transactions that we want to see, you know, the big league type, but uh, the transactions are still happening happening at a minor league level. Uh, recently, the San Francisco Giants signed pitcher John Duplantier to a minor sounds, league deal. Sounds like a familiar name. We've, that's we've a seen guy, that guy around that, here. That's a guy we know, right? And... Let me tell you, I just have to question uh, with with all of the hype that was once around him, with how excited we were supposed to be as a top prospect. It, it, I have to, I have to ask the question: Is he now one of the biggest minor league disappointments that we can remember in D-backs history? There was always some some risk with John Duplantier just because of his injury history. And unfortunately, there's there's kind of a I don't want to say a tradition, but there's a bit of a trend um, with pitchers coming out of Rice, uh, which is uh, where John Duplantier went to school. Um, there's a bit of a trend there with with pitchers struggling uh, with arm uh, related injuries. And unfortunately, that was a big, a big issue for him here, Derek. I don't necessarily know what John Duplantier would have become had he not had so many injuries these last few seasons. Um, but you have to wonder, I mean, it's not long ago that John Duplantier was a very big name in this organization. I mean, in 2017, this was his first full season of professional baseball. How about a 1.39 ERA in Stop 24 it. starts? It was, Stop it, it was ridiculous that was with uh kane county 
um, and Visalia. Visalia at the time was the team's uh, single-A advanced squad, and then Kane County was the short-season uh, single-A squad. He performed pretty much equally well in both places. And at that point, you had to wonder, I mean, this guy really might be the next ace of this franchise. And the next season, he kind of backed it up. 16 starts, um, and he had a 2.55 ERA, that coming um, with double A. And then there were some rookie league outings in there also due to injuries. Um, and ever since 2018, Derek, he just hasn't, he either has been injured or he's been on the field and just not performing the way that we expected he would. The velocity dipped down and, and really for several years now, we haven't seen much of Don John Duplantier at any level, not just not in the big leagues, but he hasn't really been pitching that much in the minors either because of those injuries. So there is always some risk here for that. I think there's also a case to be made that this ongoing issue that the Diamondbacks have with player development plays into this as well, right? You, you wonder if other organizations might have been able to get more out of a guy like John Duplantier. But this is, uh, this is an all-too-familiar situation uh, for Diamondbacks fans watching a once-highly-touted, particularly pitching prospect that just unfortunately didn't pan out in this organization and now he's headed to san francisco and and derek i know there are people tweeting at us already you might as well crown him the cy young winner now as uh -huh. he heads to another organization and and we sounds see what he's right. able to accomplish there <laughs> sounds about right now like you said he appeared 15 times in 2019 uh 4.42 era in 36 and two-thirds innings very promising 3.95 fip Struggled to stay uh, healthy, basically, and, and pitched yeah. 21, 21 innings total in two seasons after that between AAA and the majors. So just a, a, a significant drop-off there, and obviously a big part of that was that, that, that inability to stay healthy. This season, 13.15 ERA. So, yeah, that's not great. Uh, yeah. Hopefully... Honestly, he's one of those guys I feel like I personally will continue to root for. Uh, and I feel that way kind totally. of about Robbie Ray, right? Like Robbie Ray, I'm not, I'm mad about it, but I'm not mad at Robbie Ray. And I'm very yeah. pleased for him to go get that contract with the Mariners and for him to get paid. I wish him nothing but the best. And I hope he continues to be successful now that he has this longer term deal. Right. Uh, I, I feel the same way about John Duplantier. I, I, I almost hope just a little bit, just just a little tiny bit that he comes back to to make us a little upset about, you know, not holding on to him, right? I, it's understandable that they did, and that that's the thing with some of these guys. Like, you can blame the Diamondbacks as much as you would like to, understandably so, for, you know, not sticking with guys and letting guys go. However, I will say this. We also tend to blame them for hanging on to guys for too long. We tend to blame them for putting too much stock in guys that we as fans tend to move on from, you know, quicker. Like they, they know this guy, they know what he's capable of. We're judging him based on his performances during these games, during the regular season on the field. There's just a different assessment going on there because sometimes they feel like if they can get these guys to break out of whatever's holding them back in live games, you know, they've seen them really, show a ton of promise or, you know, they've seen them smoke the ball uh, in, in batting practice or in, in, at other times. They just, it's not 
clicking just yet uh, into into success, uh, you know, during a game. But we we as fans, we don't we don't care. We just we want to see it work. And if we if it's not working, we're ready to move on to the next thing, right? We tend to be a little less patient, I feel like, than the team does. The Diamondbacks are definitely one of those teams that are are more patient. And Mike Hazen has admitted to that, you know, about how that yeah. player assessment, when you're so involved with these guys, it your your judgment is clouded by, you know, mm. how, how how close you are to these players. And like I talked about in a previous episode, how you're, you know, you're secretly rooting for them because then you're also proving that you were right by putting your trust in them and and acquiring them as a player and all of that kind of jazz. So anyway, uh, John Duplantier, we wish you the best. We do. We do. Yeah. I, I want to mention that, uh, I believe, uh, Jeff Weiser, uh, our good friend was, um, was, was in, you know, Jeff lives in, in the Portland area. And when John Duplantier came through Hillsborough playing for the hops, of course, um, I remember Jeff telling me about a conversation he had with him and just how John Duplantier is just one of the most intelligent people that you will meet. He's incredibly well-spoken. Um, oh, and awesome. so I just, I just, yeah, I want to throw that out there just that John Duplantier is re- like, we truly do wish him the best. He's an, an incredible person. Um, he made some profound statements about a year and a half ago, um, when all of the, you know, unrest around our country, uh, was occurring with protests and whatnot. Um, you know, just talking about the place of black people in America and John Duplantier was part of a round table, uh, had a lot of insightful things to say, a lot of sad stories, um, but a lot of insightful things to, to bring to that conversation. So I think we've all benefited from, uh, from John Duplantier in one way or another, you know, outside of, of what he's done on the field, but, but certainly, certainly wish him the best moving forward. I want to say, Hmm. I, I forget exactly which game it was, but there was a game back in his debut season in 2019. It was at home. I want to say it was against the Chicago Cubs in April or May. And he had a great outing. He came in, I think in relief. I want to yeah, say he was mostly used as a reliever at that time. Well, I want to, uh... I want to say that he came in and the um, mm, maybe extra innings game or something like that. Right. He came in into a situation and he just pitched great. He pitched outstanding. Right. He got uh, I think he gave up one hit. Didn't give up any uh, runs. I think he struck out, you know, four or five. And after the game, I was leaving. I park Mm. in the garage behind Chase Field and. they were, I believe, sending him down, if I'm not mistaken, after mm. that game. I'm not sure if that was the case or because it was like a weird send up callback situation. Yeah. Right. Like he sure, got sent down sure. and then called right back. And I remember, <laughs> I remember um, I'm walking out to my car. We, Like I said, I park in the garage behind uh, Chase Field. So I'm getting ready to cross over the train tracks. And I see John Duplantier outside standing on the corner with like his bag, like a, like a, you know, rolling luggage bag. Mm. And I guess they had called for a car to come pick him up. 
And hmm. this is all understandable, right? We're in this modern yeah. day of like lifts and and such. And I, I don't know if he called it himself. You know, I don't know if it was like he was waiting for his car to arrive or what the situation was. But it just, it seemed very weird to me. Like, I was kind of like, I feel like I would take better care of my <laughs> young pitching prospect yeah. who just... Mm came in you know after being called up and dazzled essentially in his performance and now mm. we're sending him back down to reno i imagine is where he was going back down to sure and you know it was just it was a weird situation where i was like it's kind of no this is odd that they're like just sending him on the like a car to go like really nobody from the organization can drive him over to the airport i mean maybe that's a little too unofficial i don't know how the protocol is i don't even know if this yeah. is weird but it was like again it's pretty late after you know we do the media appearance and after i finished up my story and, and left so <clears throat> seeing him out there it was like all the fans were gone even the people that asked for autographs and stand around the the entrance where the guy uh, players drive in and out of uh, were all gone. It was just Duplantier by himself, and I just, mm -hmm. I it just couldn't. I, it just struck me as like, man, I, I don't know, but I would take care of a guy like this a little bit better than this. That's just, that's just me, I guess. I don't know. I mean, so he I wasn't, wouldn't... he wasn't like, like in the players' parking lot or anything. No, he was, he was just on like the out... street of, and maybe again, maybe that was, maybe that was hit on him. Maybe there's a better yeah, place for him be, to wait, and he's just unfamiliar, so he just walked out to the street. He's a sure. very nice guy, right? So logically, yeah. I, I would see him as being the type of guy that's like, why should I wait behind this security gate? That's going to complicate things for the Uber or Lyft driver when I could just stand out here on the street and wait for him to pick me up, and then I could just hop sure. in the car sure. and leave. I'm an efficiency guy myself, so I get it. But like he was standing out there with his tall, like hard luggage bag and stuff, you know, it just just asking to be robbed, I suppose. Like, I don't know. It's not a great <laughs> area over there by Chase Field. I just wouldn't have had him out there like that. And that's that. that I think, I think robbing John Duplantier is probably easier said than done. But <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Good point. I wouldn't. I'm not sure, so sure if I'm gonna be confidently six, trying to take four, him down. Six four. Hey, hey, two, I'm not. Like let's put it this way. I'm not going on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and putting my money on the attacker. Let's just say that. My money would be on John Duplantier. Unfortunately, <laughs> Jesse, as you know, I cannot bet on street fights uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But what I can do is I can bet on NFL games because they are the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And you can get in on it too. Uh, new customers can bet just $1 and any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's literally that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. I'm still talking about it, Jesse, because I won on my uh, Cowards parlay this weekend, but I am proud of it. And you can be too. You yeah. call it whatever you want. Call it, uh, call, call it the smart man's play, whatever you want to call it. I still haven't come up with a nickname for myself, but I used to call myself Mr. Parlay for instances just like this. And you can call yourself that too. Call yourself Big Papa Parlay. It's a much cooler nickname. Anyway, to buy multiple bets from multiple games, from the same games for a bigger payout, from multiple sports, it doesn't matter. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. 
Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. You can also get same-game parlay insurance that you'll see on DraftKings Sportsbook that they offer you the ability to bet up to $25 and get that money back in a free bet should you lose. Not saying that you will because you know what you're doing, uh, at least better than what an attacker would be doing trying to attack John Duplantier. So remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX, bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with the promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. So I don't know. I might be I might be getting crazy. Uh it might be this IPA I'm drinking right now. But I have to I have to ask this question. If for some reason baseball cannot resolve the collective bargaining agreement, I know they will, but let's just pretend they don't. Oh, the gosh. minor league season, <laughs> the minor league season, Jesse, will still go on. If that is opening pretty day, weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, if opening day comes and goes and there is no baseball being played, the minor league season will still go on. I don't know how long it would go on for, which is just a really weird prospect. The minor leagues, obviously, as people know what, what they are for baseball, their, their entire importance would be to, you know, keep these players. And I, I kind of like that they would still go on because – these players are supposed to be advancing in their career. They're supposed to be getting better. They can't sit around because the Major League Players Association is yeah having a work stoppage. They need to. It still... doesn't. It doesn't concern them either. Like it what, doesn't. What they're what is being discussed is not really going to be about them at the end. Correct. Of the year. Correct. Because players on the forty man would be ineligible to be a part of this, but players who are not on the forty man, which essentially is kind of locked right now, right? Like. Yeah. They can't make transactional baseball moves, so they can't change their forty-man roster. Right? Could now. you so, could you imagine if if players who were on the forty-man were allowed to just to just ditch and just play in the minors instead? Here's an interesting <laughs> prospect. I will tell you what players can do, Jesse Friedman. They can go play overseas. Oh, true. They are able to go play overseas. So if for some reason this does drag on. Uh, we're going to see some top-tier talent in the KBO. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, if this drags on, the KBO is going to get awesome. Jesse, I mean, I don't think you're going to see Mike Trout go over to the KBO. Hey, but hey. but I see what I see what you're saying. Like players who are kind of on the like kind of on the bubble, you know, hopeful that they might get a major league contract, but not totally sure. Sure. It'd be like, yeah, why, why sit here and mess around waiting for this thing to resolve when I can just go play baseball right now overseas? That I could totally see. Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Merrill Kelly is a perfect example of somebody whose career was not impacted negatively by going over and pitching in Korea, right? Yeah. He went over there. He became desirable. The Arizona Diamondbacks brought him on. That's one of the reasons why he's here. Once he was here, he proved himself at a major league level. He's been one of their most consistent starting pitchers over the past few seasons and kind of kind of is the blueprint for if you need to go that route to try to get better and and you know then get noticed it's 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 still a route that you can take to the major leagues. I I think it would be hilarious though. Honestly, it would be so awesome if if there was no major league season 
and and somehow players on the 40-man roster were allowed to just play in the minors instead obviously this is not a real scenario that's not i, how I don't care but i could love you, this scenario yeah, could Go you imagine it. could you imagine like like you know all of these small towns across the country you know south bend indiana is hosting this game that has all the you know shohei otani and uh, you know, Mike Trout and Carlos well, Correa and, and all, all these that, guys playing. It's in not it. that uncommon, right? Just because at times when guys get injured and are rehabbing, they do go play their That's rehab true. starts in minor league That's games, true. right? Yeah. I have seen the Reno Aces lose their shit about certain guys making their rehab yeah. starts. Like I was, when I was Ketel in Hillsborough Marte, when Carson Kelly was there this last yeah. year, and that's yeah, his yeah. hometown, and people were going crazy. Carson sure. Kelly's, like, siblings and parents were walking around, and you could see you could see how much he looked like everyone. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're local celebrities, basically, at that they point. They are, yeah. Well, and like you said, there's 120 franchises. 120 franchises in the minor league system, right? I'm not saying that it would sustain baseball because obviously this whole thing would fall apart if the collective bargaining agreement doesn't get done and the minor league year comes and goes. I, I, I don't know what would happen, but baseball at that point would be literally in shambles anyway. So the last thing we would have to be worried yeah. about is the minor league system, right? But at the very least, if baseball does not you know, start on time or does not play a season for some reason, Minor leagues could take over America just because <laughs> it would be a games, hot, like people would go. Like, they it would, would be a because big event. Yeah. It's it's a fun thing. You can't watch it on TV very easily. A lot of games, like I, I imagine, like I, I don't know, are the Las Vegas Aviators, are they what are they like double A, triple A? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. I'm guessing they're, I think they're, they're one in of the Oakland. upper levels if they're in Vegas. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're an Oakland team, I believe. Um like how many people would start flooding Las Vegas Aviators games while they're in Las Vegas doing other stuff to go see some baseball just because you miss seeing it, right? Like there's plenty of opportunity there for people to still see baseball and I think it would be interesting to see if baseball did stop, if we would see this big boom in minor league stadiums or if people just would overall lose interest because of the work stoppage and then maybe yeah. even impact the minor league teams negatively i like I, I can totally see it going either way and i don't know which way it would go mm. yeah yeah well it looks like the aviators are a triple a team so triple yeah, yeah I, that's could, what I, I could totally i could totally see in like a you know a bigger city like that people would totally flock to games because there's no baseball on tv there's sure. no baseball anywhere so yeah. where else are you gonna get it right and and i liked their stadium i went to their stadium one time there wasn't a baseball game going on but again it was kind of like what i was saying about the uh amarillo right it's just kind of like a, a, a really nice stadium it's like not yes it's not as big as you know your major league ballparks but sure there there's something that i as a baseball lover has come to appreciate about stadiums like that and enjoy going to i mean it's it, it's what spring training is all about i felt like i kind of fell back in love with the spring training parks a bit because i didn't have to deal with which sounds crazy but the normal crowds that i have to deal with during spring training right this was mm -hmm. there was plenty of parking it was free i didn't have to like find out where the 
where the media lot is or try to finagle my way into not paying for parking, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, right. And, and like, yeah, I could, there was a, a smattering of people where I could sit wherever I want. Nobody cared what I was doing or what I was doing, you know, where I was at. It was just great. It's great. And, uh, I, uh, I, really enjoyed that atmosphere i know spring training is way way more crowded and and way more hectic than that but it was still really nice just to get back to kind of like baseball being small and not so big as it's grown to be in in you know in the major leagues i know there are some major league ballparks still also that have that small feel right that's it's it, it again it's one of the things that i have kind of lost because of how many games we cover at Chase Field. And I am not going to say that Chase Field is a bad place because apparently people really, really enjoy it. But it's a goddamn plane hangar, and I don't like being in there <laughs> when the roof is closed. However, if the roof was open, it'd be so hot, it'd be miserable, and I would be complaining the entire time. This well, just in, the press, me, in the press box would be air-conditioned, right? If you were, Yeah, like, I mean, no, but you don't know. Let me tell you. <laughs> I have been there during some hot games where they had the, you know, roof open and the air conditioning on kind of fighting each other. It, mm. it, it was a losing battle. It was still, yeah. it was still unpleasant. Maybe I, I feel like that, that in some ways could be to blame for the diamondbacks lack of spending is just like, what is, what is the air conditioning bill like in a building that you're not really filling with that many people, right? Like, I mean, I, they're, they're paying, I guess, the same amount no matter what. But that is an expense that the Diamondbacks pay that not many. I mean, are there any other teams? I'm trying to think. What other baseball stadiums are air conditioned? I'm already 100% convinced that the Arizona Diamondbacks are hiding money in one of their, like, convenient stands. Because I don't, I don't know where the money's going, Jesse. So I feel like <laughs> Ken Kendrick's lining the walls of... You know, in the I, grand I scheme of it, their air conditioning bill is probably not prohibiting how much money they spend on the field. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's not like they're spending twenty five million dollars on air conditioning. So I, hey. we can probably put that to rest. <laughs> Here's the thing. He doesn't have to show his book so he could say if he told people from Seattle that he was spending twenty five million on air conditioning at Chase Field in the desert <laughs> of Arizona, they would say. Yeah, that seems about right. I know they would, Jesse. <laughs> I know they would. And he would People have don't do have air conditioning in Seattle. That. Exactly. I think air conditioning around here is pretty rare, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you guys are so lucky. However, anyway, uh, back, really back during, to things not during this time of year. speculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever uh, I don't know. I've been talking about hiding bunny places. It reminds me of the arrested development episode. I know you're not going to know this, but when they uh the, the, there's there's always money in the banana stand, Jesse, and there's always money in baseball somewhere. There's going to be money in the minor leagues. There's going to be somewhere to watch it. There's going to be somebody that capitalizes on it. I don't think people, even though I've speculated on it, I don't think people are going to turn on baseball. They'll just find other places to watch it. Mm. Really. Other other things will step up. Look at how many leagues are trying, trying to usurp the NFL which seemed like a fruitless endeavor from the get-go. The XFL, the, uh, right, the Alliance, right. the AAFL, whatever the other one was called. I don't know what it was called. It was stupid. They're all stupid. Bunch of bunch of idiots throwing money in a pit. Then they all lost money because you can't beat the NFL, right? The NFL is entirely too powerful, so I don't know what would make you think 
that now would be the time other than they were seeing like the backlash and social pressure from people about the NFL on a lot of their issues, on a lot of the ways they're treating players on a lot of their, you know, social justice issues, things like that. Right. But people, it still wasn't dwindling in popularity. There still wasn't a weakness there for you to exploit and try to create another league now that lets people do what they want. You know, like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, just just because you were going to let your players kneel or stand was not going to make a difference of people watching your new league versus the NFL. Right. I will say that baseball isn't really in a position either to like lose out to a new baseball league. But come on, man, I'm no. saying if they don't if they if they don't play, people will find other baseball to watch because other baseball will see the opportunity like KBO to make their product more available to us here in the States, just like what happened during the pandemic when they were the only baseball being played. Right. And ESPN and other people will jump on it. I'm not so sure because I don't, I'm not totally convinced that there's a, like the problem that major league baseball is having is that interest in the sport is, is kind of dwindling relative to other sports. I'm not so sure that's a market that a, a new startup league is going to want to enter. When that's what I'm the saying. Main one not is a already startup. kind of struggling. Not a start. That's why I said not a startup, but somebody like the KBO. And I, that's what I, okay. I thought I said that. I might have said that incorrectly. I, I, I meant not like a new league at this point to jump on it. Sure, but sure. somebody else, even if it's the minors, right? Even if it's the minor leagues figuring out television deals or some way to air it, if it's not available now, you know, uh, or just seeing a huge increase in people coming out to the ballpark. I mean, people will find a way to go still see baseball and uh, one way or another, whether it's on TV or if it's going out to see these minor league teams, you know, Uh, I just, I, I think baseball is in a different position than the football was. I think baseball, uh, again, is one of those sports that, or one of those leagues that, I mean, they they, they kind of need to watch what they're doing because they're already kind of weak. And really that interest, that waning interest can easily be focused elsewhere just to get that little bit of a baseball fix. And then, you know, sure. for the most part, be okay with MLB not playing baseball. Right. Well, so. we were we were all NC Dinos fans for a few days last year, so it's not let's, it's not the craziest thing in the world. Go Dinos! Hell yeah, <laughs> man! They still have. I bet someone still. I bet they pass that sword trophy around to everybody on the team, like they do with the Stanley Cup. Like everybody got to have the sword for a day. Took pictures. The with Dinos. It. What? Go go ahead. <laughs> no, what? Go ahead. What were you guys? I was just gonna say that the Dinos are somehow the only team name that i remember i don't remember any other kbo team names was well, their branding because, just way better than everyone else's <laughs> um well i guess you know the thing with it is they're all like the the kbo teams were all like samsung this and kia tigers and like they're they're all a bunch of like really really heavily sponsored teams so wow. the thing about the that that's like and, every, and even the names you don't recognize, like LG has a team, right? And I think Samsung has a team. I think it's the uh, the Samsung Lions. Um, and so, like, the thing about NC Dinos is it sounds it, – I've determined this. This is why the Dinos are the most popular team. It sounds like you're saying the North Carolina Dinos, right? Everything else is a weird name, right? Like the Dusan Bears and the Kia Tigers 
and I think it was the LG twins, you know, and like oh, it's literally right, LG, right. The, the one that has all of my electronics in the in my house, right? It's the same company, and these are all company sponsored teams. So I just I think, I think NC Dinos just sounded a lot like uh like a like an American team. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I also really like their logo, and I think it was talking Jake or. Uh, John Boy, or maybe it was the Barstool Sports guy. Somebody got really big on their um, on their mascot, and I know that a lot of people jumped on board because of some of the fun people were having. And see, that's the thing: we'll find ways to have fun. We don't need you, MLB. We will find ways. Well, I need you. Jesse needs you. We need you to be employed. I shouldn't be saying these things, so I take it all <laughs> back. But other people don't need you. We need you. Um, uh, and we need you guys to go to gophnx.com and sign up to become a member. You can sign up to become an annual member and you'll get a free t-shirt over at the uh, phnxlocker.com, which you can check out and get yourself some excellent t-shirts. I absolutely love our t-shirts and I have quite the growing collection, by the way. Uh, or you can sign up to become a month-to-month member and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Remember, members uh, can get access to our members-only Discord. You also get member access, uh, members-only deals over at the phnxlocker.com as well. So join, become a member, and when we say member, we mean a member of our family over here at gophnx.com. Uh, get all of our articles. Jesse has a great piece on Mark Melison, uh, Melanson. Melanson. I said there it Melanson is. again. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I screwed it up again, Jesse. Uh, Mark Melanson. Uh, and also, we'll have all sorts of content for you, uh, regardless of if there's a lockout or not. We're not stopping. They might stop. We don't stop. Uh, but uh, interesting reports coming out, Jesse, that, of course, teams are interested in the Arizona Diamondbacks' best players. The Vultures are circling. And I think what they are seeing is the Arizona Diamondbacks' line timeline and how it might be adjusting more towards 2023, 2024. So maybe they want to part ways with the likes of Cattell Marte and Carson Kelly. I guess I have to ask you, would you part ways with these players at this point? That's a tough question. I mean, it all depends on what you're getting in return. Um, I definitely would not. I don't think I would pursue moving either of these players just because they're both here until... Uh, they're both here until 2024. Carson Kelly, I believe, is here through 2025. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, we've talked about the Diamondbacks with all these pitching prospects and everything. It's not crazy that they could be in somewhat of an interesting position to contend in 2023, right? And, and especially 2024. And, you know, when that time comes, if and when that time comes, which hopefully it does as these prospects start to get up here and you know, start blooming at the major league level. I'm going to want Cattell Marte and Carson Kelly to be a part of that team. I mean, those are the two, you know, biggest names on this roster currently. And when you have control over them for, for that long, I think it's, it's incredibly valuable. I would answer the phone if I was Mike Hazen, and I'm sure that he will answer the phone because I'm also pretty dang interested in what you could get for Cattell Marte because of just how, highly valued he will be by other teams um but it's not a move i'm looking to make but it's it's a move that i'd i'd listen and just see what's out there i mean if you can find guys who are controllable even past that date um who also have the kind of ceiling that could tell Marte does I, I wouldn't say it's a totally crazy idea but i don't think it's something i'm trying to do at this point 
I'm gonna say I'm not I'm not taking this trade, but I guess you're right. I, I wouldn't I, I couldn't help but listen to offers. Yeah. I think I, I think my issue with this is that Marte and Kelly are for me the core of this team along with Zach Gallon. Yeah. Those are the guys that I want to hold three. on to. Those are the ones I want to build around. And you and I have had debates about other, you know, other players, but they're the other players that kind of, you know, are, are in the, the realm of those three. Those guys aren't untouchable the same way I would see these three as being untouchable. If someone wanted yeah. to make me a deal for Madison Bumgarner that took his contract off of our books, I would take it in a heartbeat in a heartbeat, you know, but that's, he's still very valuable to this team. It's just different. These three guys are the future of this team. These three guys are the ones that honestly, if, if the timeline for this team is let's say 2024, um, I don't know. I, I want these guys performing at a high level in their contract season, trying to either get money from, from the diamondbacks or, or elsewhere and, and trying to win. You know, trying yeah. to make that their big season, their big splash. I it, it, The stars are lining up in a certain way. And I, I'm getting entirely too hopeful. So I stopped talking. I'm going to just, I'm going to just leave it alone. But <laughs> it, it feels like, you know, the front office is very aware of where their window might open up. And it's not going to be that far into the future, but I definitely don't think it's 2022. 2022, I think, is the season where they're going to build confidence and feel like they definitely made huge strides in the right direction from where they were at last season. Yeah, And then hopefully 2023 is that year where that confidence somehow manifests into just a different level of, of you know, playing baseball where you feel like you're going to win every game. It's like Lamolo mm -hmm. said, where you get to that level where you walk into the clubhouse every day knowing you're going to win instead of hoping you're going to win. And that's where the Diamondbacks need to get to. They're very far away from that right now, but 2022 could be the year that changes that that thought process for them mentally in, in the clubhouse. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm definitely listening to returns, but that return would have to be big, and it can't just be prospects. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if I'm just taking prospects any longer on guys that are that valuable to this team. So uh, better make those deals fat if you want us to hear them out. But uh, reminder for you guys, we thank you guys for checking out the show. You can uh, go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our code of PHNX, and you'll get that $100 in free bets for betting $1 on any team to score, should they score. Uh, and go over to uh, gophnx.com and become a member. Go do it right now. Become a member. Annual members will get that free T-shirt. Keep the membership for yourself. Give the shirt away to someone else. And then you've 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 celebrated the holidays both for yourself and another individual whose year you've brightened. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to us right now in your favorite audio podcast app, subscribe on that bad boy. And leave us a five-star review. Look, I've told you guys, I'm not a five-star man. You guys have commented back, Derek, you're a very nice individual. I appreciate that. What you also didn't say was, Derek, you're a five-star man. So I get what you're saying here, right? <laughs> you're agreeing with me, but you're trying to make me feel better about it. And I appreciate that. But remember, Jesse over here 
is a five-star man. So please leave us a five-star review. Go over to our YouTube page, subscribe over there, sign up for notifications that way. You don't miss when any of our live shows drop because sometimes it's crazy. Sometimes it's erratic. We got pre-game shows. We got post-game shows. We got all sorts of stuff going on. We hope you guys are enjoying the content. If you're an Arizona sports fan, it never stops over here at PHNX. And Jesse and I have no idea how crazy things are going to get during the regular season. We promise we will not be doing individual pregame and postgame shows, but probably like a pre-series and a post-series kind of look for every series the Arizona Diamondbacks play. Should they play baseball? I don't look, look at me putting the cart before the horse. Like we got to decide <laughs> to play baseball again before we get on to all of that. But uh, we appreciate you guys again so much for checking out the show on behalf of Jesse and myself. We thank you so much for listening and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.